Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Cody Robertson, co-founder and design director at WAG. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. My distinct pleasure. Appreciate you spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and about WAG. Yeah, I would love to. So I'm a entrepreneur and creative by trade. I started my first um, company when I was 14. I was designing logos for skateboard companies. I was also really into skate skating at the time, so the passions kind of melded. And from there, I've noticed that I had a great talent for the two of them just didn't know quite yet how to meld entrepreneurship and design together until I was around 19. And from there, kind of got the bug of both. Um, I dropped out of college, moved to New York, and had a you know starry-eyed view of what I would accomplish there. That worked out really well. Um, I worked with a lot of great startups. I was in Techstars. I was working with some very, very big brands, but I wasn't too much of a fan of the agency life there. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Mad Men how I thought it would be. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time I saw myself like Don Draper without, you know, the crippling alcohol addiction, but it was, it was a good experience. So then I moved back to Phoenix where I live now and was raised and then I worked with my father and we started an incubator for blockchain companies. Flash forward to now, um, we incubated, I don't know, over 20 companies, got more experience and kind of seeing from the top level how startups work. And then as I grew in my creative abilities and leadership, then I um, met my co-founder, Sebastian, and we started WAG. And I'll tell you a little bit about WAG. WAG is the verified link app. And what that really means is there is a huge problem out there with phishing. And you and the listeners and probably their friends or grandparents have been victims of phishing. You ever get a text that says, hey, this is Verizon. Um, Your bill is due right now. It's like, huh, I didn't know my bill was due on the third. So you click on it and next thing you know, you got SIM swapped or you lost access to your social accounts or even worse, you had a monetary loss. And this happens at the tune of billions of emails sent daily, billions of dollars lost from consumers and way more lost from businesses. So we saw that there was a clear need for an app like this. There's There's a lot of people creating links However, there's not a lot of people adding that layer of security to the links. And how we do that is threefold. One is we have the verified link technology. We have verified identities and we have a community sourced allow list and block list. And the beauty of those two, of those three, is that you're able to see who and when sent you a link. And coming soon with our Chrome extension, you'll just be able to browse the internet worry-free because you and your friends and the greater community and our moderators will be adding links nonstop to the block list. 
So you similar to how you imagine from, you know, a VPN or an ad blocker extension, WAG will be like that, but blocking you from risky clicks. Excellent. That was a lot of information to unpack. Thank you. Thank you. Let me back up a step. You were designing logos for a skateboard company when you were 14 years old? Yeah, I was early. Well, so I was start. I worked at retail and I, you know, I was getting paid. This was back when the minimum wage was much, much lower. I think it was like $6.50 an hour. So, you know, every paycheck was maybe like a hundred bucks. Which was everything um, to a 14-year-old though. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was like gas in and out, everything all together. So then I saw this ad um, for this, com- this platform called 99designs, which I like to say is like, imagine a gladiator battle of designers over a grand prize. You have 99 designers and they fight for like maybe 150 bucks. <laughs> and you just keep doing constant iterations, people stealing your work. Like it is a very adversarial platform. But, you know, I did that and it was for this streetwear skateboarding company. And then they really liked the um, identity. And then I kind of got into branding from there. And then I noticed I wasn't really too much into like skating itself, but I liked the graphic design, the branding aspect of that. And that then ventured more into like startups and um, working with venture capital. Excellent. All right. So let's fast forward. When did you start WAG? When did you launch the company? So we started WAG last year, I think around the same time right now, give or take a month. Um, we were working on another product that kind of melded into WAG. We wanted to create something for Web3 communities where they could have safe and secure onboarding in their communities. So if you were to buy an NFT, then you would get brought to kind of like a standardized landing page just saying, hey, welcome to the community. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the Discord. This is the Twitter. This is the website. Here's everything you know. because that was a big point we noticed where there was a lot of friction and also people were getting fished post-purchase. Well, then we noticed that there was more opportunity in the fishing aspect rather than the onboarding. So we pivoted into WAG. We built that for about a year and then we launched them this June. Excellent. Now, there's, there's no question that fishing is out of hand at this point. I mean, the number <laughs> of texts I get in a day, I'm at the point where even if I get an email from one of my providers that I have a subscription with, I don't click on their links. I'll go to their website exactly. directly just to double check because I've seen emails that look 99.99% like the OEM's email. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, we're all gun shy now. I know somebody who's been uh, who's been hit. Um, is this a completely direct to consumer product or is there also an enterprise level of this? That's a great question. So there is a direct consumer product. You can sign up at wag.me and hop in and start creating verified links right away. However, right now, our main focus is on business to business because we've noticed that until we have the Chrome extension out, it it doesn't make the most sense for consumers. Mm -hmm. It's great. You should definitely use it. But it's more aligned towards a business's interest 
currently. Um, however, we are you know, actively working on and polishing the consumer facing side of that, which will take form in the Chrome extension and then you know, be consumer's paradise. Oh, I, I think this is an incredible tool right now. As companies go more and mm -hmm. more remote, there are more access points that are problems than ever. And employees scattered all over the planet, uh, these sorts of protections are invaluable. What What are the most common problems you're solving for your clients at the moment? It's a great question. So the most common problems we're solving for a client is, I guess, the missing link. Um, so there's a lot of time when companies send each other sensitive emails, whether externally or internally, and it really matters that you know who is behind that link. A great example is wire fraud. Um, if you ever bought a house, a car, or sent a wire in general, you know how much of a permanent and irreversible process that is. I personally have been a victim of that. And the course you need to take with the government and the bank in order to reverse wire fraud takes weeks and is just, there's fines and it is an absolute nightmare. And it happened because I got an email from what I thought was the lender. Turns out it wasn't. And, you know, you're putting in all your most sensitive information into that link, putting in my social security, my bank account numbers, where I live, my income, like what else could you get more? Luckily, it didn't turn into identity theft, but there still was a huge monetary loss there. And that could have been <clears throat> easily, easily solved if the company itself had, you know, let's say just a branded portal or something that I could have more knowledge saying, this is my lender. Like I am most certain of that. Another one example is I have a friend, she works in event planning. And believe it or not, there is a huge need for cybersecurity event planning because they send so many links. You know, you're planning to have 50 executives go travel out of state. You're planning their transportation, their food, their lodging, their events. It's a lot of links being sent. They're sending invoices, sending itineraries. And most of the time when they see these, they just assume that, okay, you know, I'm just going to go do this. This is from the event planning company. Turns out that is not the case. And there's a huge opportunity for someone to intercept in between, send them false information or get them to pay, you know, fraudulent invoices. Again, having something where you could be certain that you know where it comes from. Another thing I like to think about is there is this parallel in a lot of other energy industries, especially in finance, like Venmo you know who you're sending your money to and they know who's receiving it. Now imagine Venmo, but there was just, you know, a random hash of characters. You're sending yours to, you know, 15Q7Z9. You're like, oh, well, I hope this is Andrew. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know, but I'm going to send my money anyways. Like that would, you would never use the app because you need to know who's behind the payment. So why isn't there that paradigm for the links we send, especially as we were just talking about, you know, we've all seen how, you know, clever and sophisticated these phishing attacks can get. It just bolsters down on the argument that that identity layer is so, so very important for sending links um, of importance. Absolutely. So on the B2B side, what, what verticals are you servicing? What, who are your clients? 
That's great. That's another really great question. So this is something we've been doing a lot of research into and kind of what we were thinking about for that is who sends the most links and who could use it the most because you know what it does not work in every sense and for every company you know there's some small companies that could use it there's others there'd be no use for it like sending it to a restaurant probably wouldn't make the most sense so in our research on who would have the most benefit from it we found a particular vertical that we're really excited about and that's a managed service providers for cybersecurity and for small business companies and the beauty of that is um, that a managed service provider is someone who kind of does what it sounds like but you know you're a small company you are focusing on all these different things. You're trying to make money, you know, payroll, HR, you know, build your company up. The last thing you want to worry about is who do I use for a VPN or how do I make sure that we have secure communications? So you hire these people and they embed themselves into your organization through contractors and they either send you other contractors to provide IT services or they recommend the tools you use. But that latter part is the most important. The recommendations and the tools you use is a massive part. Like to be an MSP, you're an expert of your craft in IT and cybersecurity. And your companies, you know, are reliant on the trust that you know what you're doing. So we're focusing on, you know, embedding our services into these providers so we can get the most bang for our buck. And in a perfect world, you know, most of these guys will be using WAG as their link security tool and then therefore passing it on to their clients. Excellent. Excellent. And what what differentiates you in the market? What makes WAG stand out from its competition? What makes WAG stand out from, from its competition is that we are doing the three, the three parts is our biggest differentiator. There's a lot of link companies. There's a lot of allow list companies. And there's a lot of people doing identity. Um, you know, I can go rattle off names for all of those. However, there aren't someone who's doing all three. And that's what we found has been an incredibly tricky thing to do because you really have to have all three of these things work in a very harmonious way. So you have things that have links protection and it has, you know, a lot less and block list. It doesn't have identity layer and you can pick and pick and choose, you know, these things, but you just can't get that robust of an offering without using WAG. And we think that's a defensible position in the market. Excellent. What, what role has content played in the growth of WAG? How are you telling your story these days? Uh, Content is absolutely huge um, for us and in our space in general. So one of the problems that we always run into, and there's a psycho a psychological um, term for it that I can't remember. Basically, someone knows it's a problem, they just don't care. And that is a huge thing of cybersecurity. There's a lot of apathy there. Um, the one thing that we always get is, I'm a small company, why should this matter for me? Or the best one is, you know, for privacy in general, there's the argument saying, well, I don't care, you know, the government sees what I'm doing. I have nothing to hide. And it's that attitude that makes it such a 
interesting challenge for marketing, especially content marketing in cybersecurity, is you have to kind of take the approach where you're going to strike a little bit of fear and anxiety. Not, not full fear-mongering, but what we do is we want to paint the picture saying, this is a big problem and you're at risk. And most of our content is um, evergreen content around what are what is spear phishing, phishing, smishing, all the flavors of phishing. And we tie that back into WAG. And we do you know videos about how do you use WAG. Um, we partner with other companies and do case studies about how you can use WAG. And we're constantly tweeting on LinkedIn and then doing blog posts and syndicating those across the three to create this kind of library content. And we've just started um, really taking that seriously. And we've been seeing a lot of really good, good results from that, especially on the evergreen content for like what is malicious links, what is spear phishing and so forth. Use the term smishing, uh, educate yeah. me. What, what is smishing? Smishing, one of the flares of phishing is SMS phishing. So oh. we're just talking about four. There's actually about five like main ones that can go real quick. So there's phishing, we know that it is. There's spear phishing, which is I'm targeting you as an individual and it's akin to social engineering. There's smissing, SMS phishing. There's vishing, voice phishing. And then there's whaling, which is a serious one going after high level executives, you know, rich people and kind of holding their data and then ransom through phishing. Well, look, your audience, it's a, a once bitten, twice shy kind of scenario, right? It, it, people read about these things, but until you've you've tasted it, you don't really understand the depths of how bad it can get. I mean, I used to live in Los Angeles where they installed ransomware on LAUSD's uh, servers, right? The entirety of the second largest school district in the country. People don't realize what's possible until it happens. You know, when a when a hospital yeah. gets shut down and you know things like that. So, um, I guess you got to educate people on what what's around the corner if they don't do this sort of thing. Yeah, and the unfortunate part about it is phishing is in. So we tell us to our small business clients, the main thing we get is, I don't think, you know, it's just a bad link. Like, okay, you know, our passwords get stolen. We can just switch them. Or they don't see the extent of the risk that comes from it. And believe it or not, so a serious phishing company in upwards of $250,000 per incident. Um, and the larger you are, this, this scales up. Look at you know, Experian, for example, when they had that massive breach, that cost them billions and billions of dollars to deal with. And that was, you know, a few billion dollars that they could have put elsewhere. Um, and so they spent it on, you know, regulations and fixing all that. So it's definitely one of those things where hind the hindsight is, is better after you get hacked. So it's the cost to prevent it is very minimal compared to the costs um, to deal with it retroactively. Yep. Understood. All right. Let's look down the road a year. What are some things you'd like to be celebrating personally and professionally? So we'll start with the company. For the company, um, we would like to continue to scale that up, um, get some very big service providers under our belt and establish a robust network <clears throat> and um, see a referral program, partnership program, you know, to its fruition and have that be a nice 
well-gelled machine. Personally, I like to see that happen. Um, but what I like to do is, you know, have, you know, build this and be able to, you know, do the things I enjoy at the same time, whether that be, you know, recreation, fitness, um, traveling, you know, just always maintaining for a good work-life balance. Well, everybody has the goal. It's pretty elusive. I, I wish you all the best at that endeavor. That, that balance is pretty hard to find. Uh, please tell us, what's your URL? Where can people find WAG? And what social media outlets are you using these days as well? So you can find us at www.wag.me. And from there, you can you know, learn more about us the services we offer, and you can join WAG. We're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Um, most active on Twitter, LinkedIn, and on both of those, or all of them pretty much, it's um, WAG underscore app. Excellent. Cody Robertson of WAG, thank you for spending some time with us on Business Ninjas. All the best to you and yours. Yeah. Continued success at WAG. Appreciate it. Hey. Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.